Hi guys, my name is Chioma Danella and welcome to Inside Hollywood Conversation. Okay, while we're waiting for our guest, I would want to Welcome to Inside Nollywood Conversation. But before we proceed, I would like us to give a moment of silence for our friend, partner, colleague, great actor, late Don Brymon. And we need to rest in peace. Amen. So today, on today's conversation, we're going to be talking on how Nigerian filmmakers can compete with best filmmakers globally on leveraging IP. As some of us know, Nigerian producers, Nigerian film producers are going through many challenges in production, in film production. I can remember back in the days when I had this movie project, when we shot this movie, it was actually a mind-blowing concept. It was a good story. And I believe that movie would have made it to AMBC Award. But unfortunately, we could not finish because of financial issues. And again, most of the producers have this problem whereby they submit their movies. At the end of the day, they don't go get shishi. At the end of the day, they don't go pay them their money. After all those tries and everything, they won't get back what they did. So we we'll have these issues in movie production, in filmmaking. These are the issues most of the producers are facing. So on today's note, we're going to be talking to you guys on the social We're going to be discussing this at hand. And with me here, I have a very wonderful guest, a beautiful one at that. The founder of IP Business Capital, Mrs. Mrs. Olalade, Oluladi, Olaniye. I'm sorry for that mistake. Okay, Mrs. Oluladi, Olaniye. So I will leave her to introduce herself. So please, ma'am, can you tell us and your journey is so practical law and entertainment, practical film and entertainment law. Sorry, I don't know if it's just me. I, I can't really hear you. Can anybody hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Okay, fantastic. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you. If you can project a bit, I would I would hear you. Okay. So can you tell us about yourself and your journey so far? Practicing and entertainment though. Okay, thank you so much. Um, so yeah, I started my career way back in 2016, right? When I got out of law school and I started to practice. Um, so yeah, myself, basically, I, I think as a person, I'm, I'm generally a very creative person. Um, I like storytelling. Mm -hmm. Anything that has to do with storytelling, you know, creativity, innovation, those things are very dear to my heart, right? So when I, when I started my journey as a lawyer, you know, I worked in a couple of law firms for like five to six years, got an understanding of corporate commercial law practice, uh, you know, did a little bit of litigation here and there. 
and then i started to ask myself you know what do you really want to do right so i started to dig deep started asking questions you know i went on that journey of trying to find myself and then i figured that okay you know i love anything creativity and innovation i started to look for the area of law that was a bit closer to that i i found intellectual property and entertainment and um the interesting thing about ip and entertainment is that um it gives you the liberty to explore right you know you get to interact with different people it's, it's basically about creativity so you're just enjoying yourself you're doing what you love to do right so oh nepa has done it <laughs> oh wow maybe i should just turn off my camera okay but can you still hear me no i I'm saying, can you still hear me? No, I can't hear you, please. Can you be a bit audible? Can you, can you hear me now? Can you still hear me? I can hear you now. I can hear you. Okay, fantastic. So what happened was that Nepa took their light. So it's currently very dark. Um, so I will just turn off my video and just speak, right? Uh so yeah so yeah so i i started like i mentioned before i got into entertainment and ip when i was trying to find myself and you know eventually i got into it and i loved it right um because as a person i'm really interested in storytelling making stories doing something creative and innovative yes yeah, so that, that's how i really got started right and that was how i ventured fully into it in um in 2021 and since then it's been so so interesting really really interesting and so what inspired me to carve a niche right um i see that you know in the entertainment space you know a lot of young people want to drive their talent across they want to you know reach out with their talent they have a message with your talent but many of them don't understand that there has to be a structure right so when it comes to creativity and entertainment one person would love the work like that is one person would love to do what they like to do so you can find a person who likes to sing you can find a person who wants to create with a creative producer but beyond that as well there has to be the angle of professionals right so please can you hear me let me confirm if you can hear me can you hear me Wow. Well, can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you now. So it means that we're going to be having a dark video. <laughs> Apologies about that. I mean, Nepa just um Nepa just took off, right? Um, so yeah, let me turn on my video so that I think with my video you can hear me, right? So we can just flow um so yeah like i was saying before now uh so i figured that people want to create but a lot of them don't know that they need to have the structure to create so there are people that want to create stuff so there are people that want to sing they want to do animation videos they want to tell stories they want to produce but there are also people that need to structure that talent so that that talent can make money right yeah. so that's how i figured that there's a gap in the space 
a lot of people want to create stuffs, but they need the professional, you know, they need that professional support there in terms of legal advice, in terms of structuring their business, business development, talent management, and all of that. So when I saw the gap and I saw, okay, these are the kinds of people that I want to work with, I said, okay, it's better for me to just create a niche, right? Let me just create a niche here and then let's just get right into it. So that was how I really carved a niche for myself in entertainment and IP, seeing that there was that gap there. And even till today, you see many screenwriters in the entertainment space who are looking to develop their films. They have fantastic, authentic stories, but they don't have the connect. They don't have the investors to jump on their project. They don't have the creative. So they need, they need to have a middle. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. I'm with you. Fantastic. So they need to have a middle ground, right, in order to reach for those people who will help them to develop whatever it is they are creating. So there's that gap there, and that's why we exist to, to close that gap and to enable talent to have their voices heard, even beyond Nigeria and across Africa. So, so yeah, that's, that's the reason why I, I carved the niche for myself. So can you tell us, as a film actor, what challenges do you face, especially with the industry stakeholders? Okay, so I can't hear you as well. I'm not hearing you anymore. Okay, I will replace my question. As a film actor, what challenges did you face, especially with industry stakeholders? Okay, fantastic. You know, so... Getting into the space, I mean, one of the challenges is what I just mentioned before now, seeing that um, <clears throat> people want to create, but they don't have the structure. They don't have the professionals to help them structure their talent so they can make consistent revenue from their IP, right? So that's one challenge. Another challenge is that um, it's a big space and it's highly driven by relationships, you know. So when, when I got into the sector, I had to find my own people to ride on their shoulders, Right, so entertainment is purely relationship. Okay, when you get into the space, you need to find people that love the work that you do, connect with them, give value. So that was the first thing I did because I tried to, you know, um, do a couple of things and I saw that mm, I was going to need relationships, right? So, in my own candid and honest opinion, one of the most important things that anybody can do once, once they get it, that anybody should do once they get into the industry really, is to ensure that they ride on the shoulders of those who have gone ahead. It can be really difficult sometimes, but when you build those relationships, you build those bridges, right? It's easier for you to, to get ahead faster because you're riding on the shoulders of others. And that's how life literally is, right? When you ride on the shoulders of others, you allow others to ride on your own shoulder too, so that everybody can keep adding value across the value chain. So yeah, that's that's what I did initially, right? I had to get past the challenge, move into the space, find find uh, mentors, and ride on the shoulders of other people. Yeah. Oh, so what do you think that makes a great IP asset in a film? So intellectual property literally is about. Um, Intellectual property, literally, in film, is about copyrights. You know, 
So once a movie is created, it's automatically a copyright, right? So we see, so what happens in transactions in movies is that there's always an assignment of copyright. There's always a licensing. So when a screenwriter gets on a project to write a movie, you understand what I'm saying? When a screenwriter gets on a project to write a movie, the first thing that happens is the screenwriter is creating a copyright and there has to be an assignment, a contract to assign the ownership of that copyright to the executive producer or to the investors who are going to invest in that movie, right? So it's all transactions, it's all copyright. So the most important IP asset in a film is a copyright, right? It's a copyright and by the time a person wants to create a sequel. For example, Black Panther had a sequel. Their sequel was Wakanda Forever. So when a, an organization or a, a production house wants to create a sequel, you get, so what they are really riding on is the copyright. So whatever transaction had existed before then, they have to be sure that they can suit it to the new franchise or to the new sequel of that movie, right? So that's why the most important IP asset in a film is the copyright. So there's a lot of transaction going on across the value chain. And that's why when you have an entertainment attorney to help you negotiate all these deals, you can be able to make money from that IP asset long-term, depending on how you and the attorney will negotiate the deal with all the stakeholders in the movie. So yeah, so the, the most important IP asset in the movie is, is the copyright. There's another kind of IP asset, which is the trademark. It can be peculiar to setting things as well. Maybe you want to trademark a movie character or you want to trademark a type of brand in the business, you know. But primarily, it's copyright. And after copyright, we now have trademarks. Yeah. So, um, what, do you think, uh, what do you think are the most important things Nollywood and policymakers do about IP economy? Yeah, you know, the industry is a billion is a billion dollar industry, you know. The entertainment sector is a billion dollar industry, trust me. <laughs> it's a big sector, right? And um it's creating a lot of job opportunities for people locally and internationally, right? Uh uh directors, producers, cinematographers, production designers, art directors, they, I mean, the job is is there, right? And um, one thing that I know that Nollywood is doing for the economy is that Nollywood is increasing the capacity of the economy. People are beginning to recognize Nigeria for the state of creativity. I mean, Nollywood is more like the second biggest in the world. So that gives us some sort of reputation, both internationally, right? So it's doing a whole lot for the economy. And if we can tap into the opportunities, it will be really great. Right, and it's one of the things that we are doing at you know IP business capital. Although the, the economy is growing, but there's that gap in terms of partnerships and collaboration, right? In terms of um, co-investment, you know, getting people to develop and invest in movies, especially movies written by people that are people that people don't know. I mean, there are many people who have authentic African stories. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Fantastic. So the, there are many people who have authentic. Fantastic, fantastic. So there are many people who have authentic African stories, but you know, nobody knows them, and they're trying to get their voices heard, right? So in terms of development, we can do better in terms of co-financing, 
in terms of co-production, in terms of development. Yeah, but as a whole, Nollywood, Nollywood is doing a, a whole lot for the Nigerian economy. I mean, we are being recognized today at the heart of Africa for what is happening in Nollywood. So Nollywood is, is doing amazingly well. Yeah. Um, can you tell us how IP trains people that has creative creative mind? What I can't hear you well. Can you tell us how IP train people that have creative mind? Because I also come across where I in IP I, I saw that IP has training level where they train people for film management and um, other things. Yeah, so what's the question? What's the question? Think, can, you, can you tell us how how IP train people on that? Okay, so if I'm getting you correctly, what you're talking about is um, the fact that how exactly does um, training come in in terms of the Nollywood space? So like I said before, there are different categories of training, right? There's training for uh, film producers on how to produce film production management. There's training, there's training on intellectual property, right? How to protect your IP assets, how to manage it well, you know. There's a lot you can do with your IP assets. You can merchandise it. You can license it, okay? You can um, sell it outrightly. You can sell your catalogs of films and your catalogs of movies. You can engage in partnership and collaborations, you know, there's a whole lot you can do with your IP asset depending on how you leverage it well. Okay, so there's that dimension to of training filmmakers on how to go about all those things and also helping them to do those things. So yeah, there, there are different ways to upskill. I know that screenwriters are currently in big demand now, so it's, it's important for them to also upskill. And that's what we do at IP Business Capital. We help screenwriters to upskill. We, product, we produce entertainment events, you know, where we can facilitate collaboration and co-production initiatives among Nollywood, you know, stakeholders, right? So we do all of those things at IP Business Capital. It's one of our pioneering um, projects for us, you know, to close all these gaps and to ensure that creatives are maximizing their IP assets properly. So um, how do you approach IP disputes in Nigeria, especially related to Nollywood? I can't hear you, please. How will you approach IP disputes in Nigeria, especially related to Nollywood? So IP disputes can be approached by negotiation, mediation, or arbitration. So when we say negotiation, we are literally talking about two parties bringing their lawyers together to resolve the dispute. So they come to a table and say, okay, this is a challenge. What can we do? And then both parties negotiate and they reach a consensus. Mediation is a bit bigger than that. So you're coming under an, a mediation body with an appointed mediator to settle the disputes between both parties. So the appointed mediator will, will, will lead the conversation, right, between, between the lawyer, both lawyers on both sides, and the client on both sides, okay? And so when a consensus is reached, then the mediation body now transfers the consensus to the court and the court gives a final order so that's the mediation process but the arbitration process is usually very expensive right so because it's it's, it's for the big guys <laughs> you know 
Um, so we, we always it's more like mediation, but it's more advanced and it's, it's, it's very expensive. So we always advise that parties go for negotiation or they go for mediation. Now, I generally don't advise that people go to court, but people go to court when they have tried all of these options and it doesn't work. So they generally just result to going to court. Yeah, so those are the methods through which IP disputes can be resolved. Okay, so, well, we're going to talk about today's topic, how Nigerian filmmakers can compete with best filmmakers globally on liberating IP. Please, can you address us more on that, on how you think Nigerian filmmakers can compete Honestly speaking, I think it's not a competition game. I think it's a collaboration and partnership game. <laughs> right now, we have what it takes to collaborate and partner with organizations and with other filmmakers locally because we are being recognized as one of the best in film across Africa. So I, I think it's, it's really about collaboration and partnership. It's not about competition, right? And I think one of the ways that we can really collaborate is to engage our people in development, right? We need to upskill our talents. We need to invest in co-production. We need to invest in, in, in co-investment, okay? So these things have to be going. And then we need to begin to facilitate collaborations between those in the Europe, those in the West, and those who are here in Nigeria. I mean, we see it happening in the music space. We see Bonner Boys singing in international conferences. We see uh, um, Whiskey. We see the likes of David Oti was savage. So we can, that's what we need to do for Nollywood. We need to facilitate collaboration and partnerships. So it's not really an issue of competition. It's an issue of collaboration. It's an issue of partnership. And it's an issue of developing our talent so that they can operate at that level. And that's what we do at the African Creative Orb. The African Creative Hub is an initiative of IP Business Capital, and we are focused on helping filmmakers to develop both the technical and soft skills that they need to tell authentic African stories, right? Um, I wrote an, an interesting article on LinkedIn where I mentioned some of the things that we can start to do as a country and as a continent to scale our creative content. Very interesting. It's not even an article. It's a short LinkedIn content. Very interesting content. So, I mean, these are things that partners and stakeholders in Nollywood need to start thinking about because we have what it takes to get there. So we need to start thinking of partnerships, we need to start thinking of collaborations, and we need to start thinking of co-investment. So yeah, that, that's what we need to start doing. So we don't focus on competition, but we focus on collaboration. Yeah. yeah. So what advice do you have to so yeah i mean nigerian filmmakers exploit your ip the sky is not the limit exploit your ip there's so much you can do with your ip i'm sure you you've seen all the interesting things happening in IP in, in entertainment and ip you can license your ip to gaming solutions you can license i mean um you can merchandise you can partner, you can collaborate. So IP is the future. In fact, we're already seeing the IP is here. IP is here to stay. So, I mean, people sh should begin to think of how they can exploit their intellectual property to make money. And that's why you need professionals on your team. You need the lawyers, you need the accountants, you need the business executives. 
all of these people will help you see the value in the IP that is eating, right? And you will need lawyers to help you draft all the transactions and close the deals. Okay, so uh, the, the truth is that my advice to IP, my advice to Nigerian filmmakers, I mean, is to just keep doing it. Develop your talent, network in the industry, go for it, protect your intellectual property. Yes, protect your IP. Before you, before you can even exploit your IP, you need to protect it. Nobody needs to tell you that. So that when there's an issue or anything, you can tell the people that, look, I have ownership. You understand? So protect it, license it, you know, work with professionals, build your craft, and you will see that you you'll get there in no time. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for that special and wonderful advice. We really appreciate that. So right and apologies. Can... Apologies. It's very dark here. Nepal has they have they have done their worst today. <laughs> As I said, I believe we understand because that's one of Nigerian problems that we are facing. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Okay, so right now, we'll be welcoming any one of us to ask you questions if you have any questions. So if you're online and you have any questions to ask our guests, this is the time. This is Time to clarify the hair. <laughs> so you can bring all your questions. Okay, thank you very much, uh, uh, Mrs. Ola Lade. Uh, we really appreciate you being here. Uh, I didn't know, is, there a Niger is Nigeria part of any intellectual property uh, agreement at the international continental level and the international level? Maybe with the advent of uh, Africa Free Continental Agreement. Is Nigeria participating in anything, or whether with WIPO or whether to protect Nollywood content and introduce yeah. the world industry at large? Please tell us more. Fantastic question. Fantastic. So, yeah, um, in terms of WIPO, right? WIPO, they have different bilateral agreements that protects copyright content internationally. So Nigeria is a part of the Bene Convention, right? So that Bene Convention ensures that you can protect your copyrights internationally, although still subject to certain laws in those countries, because there are always selected countries that have, you know, that have ratified those agreements to make it implementable in their own domestic countries. So Nigeria is a part of the Bene Convention as well you know and um and a lot of copyright protection can go on in that space another thing that people do you know another thing that ip practitioners do is that they try to protect the intellectual property in certain countries where they have a market so intellectual property protection shouldn't just be done randomly right so if you are trading in certain markets then you try to protect your intellectual property in those markets right because it's really expensive to do a global protection you're, you're going to be running in dollars so you want to be more strategic to protect copyrights in certain countries where you already have operations going on there right um that's one and there's another thing that can also be done as well you know why they have a digital collection database for protecting copyrighted assets apart from the Bennett convention 
So what creators do, maybe those in the uh, NFT spaces and all of that. So what they do mostly is that they log, they log in into that WIPO specific platform and they kind of do some, some sort of, um, some sort of um, remission into those platforms so that those platforms can digitally recognize their assets as their own. So there's some sort of technology that they use for all of that right at WIPO to ensure that those digital assets remain the owners, remain remain um, affiliated to the owners, right? And so if there's a case of infringement, they can just pull it out and say, look, we have this already copy, co we have this already copyrighted, okay? And they, it's easy for them to enforce their rights. So those are some of the options that can be applied in terms of international protection of, of copyrights. Yeah, but in to answer your question specifically, in terms of protection for filmmakers internationally, there's nothing like that. There's nothing like that. So what what lawyers would rather do is to have agreements that protect your interests, because whenever you're getting into contract, agreements are important. So what a solid lawyer would do for you is to draft a concrete agreement that protects your legal interest and that protects your interest in whatever copyrighted assets that you have. So that's what will work in the absence of having a holistic organization that protects, you know, um, film, film, that protects um, film, um, or film materials or finished film products, you know, from infringement. So, yeah. You don't talk about after. Is after don't have any arrangement for intellectual property? Okay, hello, Chioma. Yes, I'm with you. Okay, can you cl Okay, can you come close to the camera? <laughs> Is this oh. your? Okay. I mean, the framing is... Okay, come close again. Maybe. Okay. I think it's a word. It's... Yeah, it's more better like this. Okay. Uh, probably we, we lost we lost uh, Olaladi and... Uh... Okay, she's back. She's back. It was a network issue. So in respect <laughs> to after, yeah. you know... Can you hear me? Yes, we can. You can. Fantastic. Yeah. So AFTC, they have an IP protocol for intellectual property rights, okay? But it's not yet fully in operation. So they, they are working on the protocol. The protocol is out. So they are still gathering fact data. I think it's on the second level or thereabouts. So it's not really, it's not fully in operation at the moment. And in fact, if you would like to engage disputes, on an AFTCA level, there's a separate procedure for that. It's not it's not a one court procedure. <laughs> you get it's very intense, and it's a very deliberate process, right? So you, you want to consider options, right? You want to first do negotiation, you want to do mediation, or you want to do arbitration, or you know. You want to consider options before you want to go into because AFTCA, uh, they are very intense over there and it's very rigorous. <laughs> it is very, you know, so because they are very detailed and it's, it's a lot more deeper than you would ever imagine, 
right? But that's on that level. They already have that protocol existing, but I don't know if it's, I don't think it's fully operational because it's still on the second level. It takes stages for the, those protocols to be, to be, you know, to be enforceable and to be adopted by member states. So yeah, that, that's really what that is about. Um, you can consider other options instead of going international and then being subjecting yourself to different rigorous processes that might take longer than you even expect. So yeah, you can consider options. Uh, from what you are saying, it seems to be the Nigerian film industry, to be specifically Nollywood, is more focused on negotiation because we are not... Uh, there is not that any hard uh, dispute or any litigation about copyright in the industry. Even at so many levels, there are some infringements of IP. Yeah, the, the, tr the truth of the matter is there are issues with respect to trademark. And I don't know if you heard about this Domitila matter that was in court and that the Federal High Court struck it out. They took it to the trademark registry. Trademark registry struck it out. So there are issues like that, but there are not many. But trust me, in the next coming years, it's going to be a whole lot because IP is evolving. So issues like that happen, but there are not many. So what many of these lawyers do with their clients is that they negotiate out of court, which is the best thing to do. IP is a very personal matter. You get IP is not something that you should throw into the courts. There's no pride in taking those issues to court. Because your matter is in the news, your matter is in the public. Who knows? You don't know whether stakeholders are watching you. I mean, all those things can be because it's IP we are talking about. So what smart lawyers do is to engage in conversations, is to try to reach a consensus, is to do a negotiation, to do arbitration or to do something close-ended, close, close you know. And that's the smartest way to go about it because it's faster. You don't stress a lot. If you take a matter to court, do you know how many years you're going to be in court dragging over issues? There was one particular um, artist that took MTN to court. MTN gave a verdict seven years after. And of course, the verdict was in their favor because they asked MTN to pay them money for using the guy's song without his express permission. Who does that? Seven years. Why would you want to drag a matter for seven years in court when you can skillfully negotiate a consensus and leave the entire thing and get out with something as well you know so that's why it's not much in the court but trust me there are cases in court that deals on copyright trademark infringement and all of that but they are just there hanging because the procedural um you know the procedural um, process is a bit tedious right so that's why we always opt out for negotiation and uh, a mediation, because usually the best way is faster, and you don't get to put your ass in the public. You don't get to put your matter in the public. Not everybody knows what's going on with you. So you come together, you negotiate, and you close the matter, and everybody goes home happy, right? So that's the reason why a lot of entertainment attorneys would rather prefer to arrange for negotiation instead of having to do court matters. Yeah. Uh, you talk of uh, drafting uh, agreements or yeah. stop legal legal document that will protect uh, creative content. Yeah. How the industry is accepting such services from lawyers, from film and entertainment lawyers in Nigeria? 
I didn't get your question. How is what? How the industry and the stakeholders, I mean, producers, production houses, are mm -hmm. accepting, are welcoming uh, services from entertainment and film lawyers in Nigeria to draft such document that will give them so much protection of their creative content. I mean, there's nobody who is doing anything creative right now that is not engaging a lawyer. <laughs> you want to be sure that if they bring a 30-page contract to you to sign, you want to be sure that you're not signing out your life. You want to give it to a lawyer to review, to negotiate for you and redraft. So, I mean, that's standard professional practice. Find out from creative producers who are anywhere in the industry. They will tell you they have a lawyer. They will tell you they have an accountant. They will tell you they have a business executive. So that's a standard practice. It's not a function of uh, whether they are, whether it's standard. So it's, it, there are two things. Either you play on a small level, right, or you play on a big level and you work with professionals. But it's a standard practice, and that should be how it should be done, literally. And you mean, uh, and you mean the stakeholders, the producers, and film houses, production houses, are going on with such a standard? Yes, those who are doing well have those standards in place. I don't know about those who are not doing well, but those who are doing well, they have those professional ethics in place where they engage accountants. I mean, you want to run, you want to run a project, you want to do a film project, you must think of budgeting. You must think of the investors you're bringing on board. You must have a structure. There has to be a recruitment plan. You have to be able to communicate the numbers to the executive producers. If not, they won't buy into it if they can't see the numbers. So how do you want to communicate the numbers without having professionals on board? Take, for instance, we have about three production houses who are looking to invest in a, in a content. How do you want to negotiate the rights and the obligations? How do you want to negotiate the rights and the obligations among these professionals if there is no contract? And it's a long-term agreement. It's a long-term. It's a long-term um, content that 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 is being put out there. So if there's no professional to negotiate those things and to set the pace running, there will be conflict. So thing making is is a project, and when you are dealing with a project, there has to be structure in place both from the legal perspective and from the finance perspective. If not, it will crash. It will crash. So for those who are doing well in the space, check them out. They have professionals working with them. Those who are playing small, yeah, so that's it. Uh, that is a, you mean uh, the, the, how the, the, the kind of people like, organization like Netflix, Amazon Prime, Showmax, storming Nollywood and the guys Beyond that, it. yes I'm listening I'm listening to you okay you mean all all such guys all such organizations storming the industry they were tackled and vetted by professionals that are working with this local production houses in Nigeria before signing any co-production or any investment deal I can't hear you well, Mr. Musa. Can you speak out? I can't hear you. Okay, I mean... Okay, I mean... Uh, you mean uh, organizations like Netflix, Amazon Prime, 
and Showmax, Stormy Nollywood, they all were baited by by lawyers like you before any co-production deals were signed with local production houses. Yes, exactly. It's not just Netflix. Other production houses, if you if you do your research well, other production houses, they engage lawyers and they engage professionals in order to get their work done properly well. Yeah. I mean, this is a very good development. And I do believe uh, with the likes of you advocating with such, uh, with such energy, the industry will get to accept the, the services of great lawyers like you and accountants in, in, in uplifting the industry. And I don't know if you could, uh, I, from our end, the last time we, we, we got to do some of our research with the likes of Didi uh, Osiveru, Pule Afolayan, and the rest. I mean, they are, how they, they accommodate experts like you have helped them a lot because Didi Osiveru, though she has been long in the industry, but her, her background and financial skills and management skills have helped her a lot in assessing funds, produce content like Gangs of Lagos, the trade, and so much. Yeah, definitely. You're right. You're right. I think, I think, uh, let's check. Chema, we have questions from the audience. So, um, if anybody still have a question, they can speak or we are accepting questions here for questions. So, if you have any question, you can speak. Okay. Okay, thank you, Mr. Musa, for those wonderful questions. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you, Chioma. Yeah. And if you don't have any other questions, okay, maybe in the absence of question, I don't know if uh, uh, Olaladi can see something or have a commentary about the works of yeah, Inside Nollywood and if you have some advice for us. Yeah, so Inside Nollywood, um, I see that. Okay, Chama, you wanted to say something? Can proceed. Can proceed. Okay. So inside Nollywood, I see that um, you guys are doing a lot of work in terms of film education, film awareness, film festivals, and all of that. Keep up the good work. Uh, <clears throat> I believe that to scale what you're doing, you will need people. You will need to you need professionals, you need industry stakeholders, you need partnerships, you need collaborations, you know. So yeah, that, that's how you can really scale what you're doing, right? And get into the faces of the right people. It's a big industry, it's a big sector. You can also find your niche, look at the areas that are needed, right? Look at the areas that are needed in the sector. Look at the gap and then feel a need and build a solution around the gap. I think you guys are doing an amazing work and uh, I, I trust to see you guys at the top. Well done. Thank you so much. 
So thank you, thank you very much. And um, it's actually a pleasure hearing everything you have to say to us. And I believe it will impact a lot in our minds because it's actually a lot. I think a lot of what you said, and I learned a lot. I believe most of us did as well. Very much. Thank you very much, Yama. Thank you, Mr. Musa. Okay, thank you. We have. We have uh, a question. Maybe I saw a question from uh, our audience. You see, yes, some producers are complaining that they submitted film to terrestrial TV for over four years now. They are yet to be paid. So, but they have aired the film. Then what he is trying to ask, but uh, maybe there are there are issues like. Uh, many many local content creators are in Hungary to, to to offer their movies to terrestrial TV stations and uh, other uh, streaming platforms. But uh, even when they sign an agreement that oh uh, will be paid in installment every every three months or uh, will paid based on adverts or other like so they they get a lot of. Uh, misunderstanding like that. Maybe you, you, let's just say so. Tell, yeah, tell I, I understand. I understand what he's saying. I understand what he's saying. So sometimes there are international collaborations where some producers will give their movies to international sales agents to distribute it in other countries. So they distribute on Disney TV. They distribute on you know different like because there are different distribution platforms apart from Netflix and apart from Showmax, all those mini, mini ones in the market. And then for years, they don't get to see anything, but people are hearing the movie. So now it depends on the transaction that you have with those sales agents. That's why we say that before you get into transactions, engage lawyers. Lawyers will foresee the risks. They will understand the challenge, the peculiarities of the transaction, They'll bring their industry experience to the game and they will help you to foresee the, the potential risks. I was working with a client of mine, he's based in the UK. He's a sales and distribution agent, reached out to me that somebody was going to push out a film catalog so that they can publish it on some distribution channels. By the time I started to highlight the loopholes in that transaction, the transaction didn't go on anymore. So you want to involve lawyers. You want to involve professionals. The reason why that movie is airing on TV and those guys are not being paid is because there was a problem with the transaction from the beginning. You see, how do you recover your money? If you want to recover your money, then you need to go back to the basics, which is the contract. What does the dispute resolution term in that contract say? How did you guys mention that you're going to be resolving your IP disputes? What are the terms and obligations of both parties? So you can't just wake up one morning and say you want to give your movie to an international distributor and then you don't see anything. I mean, it means that there's a problem, with, there's a foundational problem with the contract. Again, back to why you need to work with lawyers and professionals. So, yeah. 
you mean whenever you are going to get involved in such transaction, first at advisory level and contract drafting issue, you it seems to be like a must to engage the service of lawyers, accountants, and people like that to foresee the all the challenges that may come in the future. Definitely, it's, it's advisable to do so. And uh, another one, he said like uh, uh, film lawyers and entertainment lawyers in Nigeria are very expensive, are very expensive. Yes, they are very expensive, but you can, you can always approach them and talk to them and see how you can work out a plan or a, you know, work out a, a plan or a retainership strategy. So don't just conclude that people are expensive. If you want to do good business, invest in it. Don't just say, if you're if you're building something, if you're working on something for long term, you're not just there to play games. So you invest in professionals. That's how you can scale what you're doing. You invest in professionals. Yeah. So can you predict the industry in 10 years to come? I mean, Nollywood at large and to be specifically uh, IP economy in Nollywood. Yeah, so in the next few years, Nollywood is going to be doing amazing things in animations. There's a lot of, you know, animations. Nollywood is going to be doing amazing things in merchandise. It's coming because once the animation is coming, merchandise will follow merchandise will follow so those two things yeah opportunities opportunities there yeah then what about the ip economy i mean the merchandise is there but ip economy at large yeah so the ip economy is the film economy ip is film so if i say ip economy at large there'll be opportunities for ip lawyers to play in the space there will be opportunities for you know for ip lawyers to provide advisory you know and there'll be opportunities for IP experts to, to do great work, right? So, so yeah. So maybe maybe in the absence of question, thank you very much, uh, Ma. We do appreciate your time and thanks to thanks to your presence, and we also appreciate the Nepal people. <laughs> <laughs> for bringing back the light. We appreciate yes, uh, them. I think we have other questions. I think we'll have other questions. So can we just touch on them before we round up, please? Okay, what are the questions? Where are the questions? Okay. Is there anything like entertainment law in Nigeria? Yeah, definitely. There, there's, there's something known as entertainment law in Nigeria, yeah. I mean that's what we have that's what we've been talking about all the while. So there is. So maybe uh, maybe when we are starting in the industry, like uh, I the few people I got to know, I know I know uh, one of my senior colleagues. I mean it's not a senior colleague, uh Barista Yahya Mikori of uh Chocolate City, uh then about this guy. There are a few practitioners. And you, uh, for instance, who, who is not dominating the industry, 
is there any like young lawyers having a niche and coming to follow your path? Definitely, yeah. So we have specific trainings for IP practitioners who want to develop their craft and their skills. So at IP Business Capital, we do that. We train young lawyers, we train young professionals to get into the space. It's one of the things we do. Yeah. So if you'd like to partner with us, you know, we are open to partnerships, we're open to collaborations. Let's see how we can work together, you know, and let's see how we can drive, you know, you know, the theme and the entertainment economy. Let's see how we can drive it forward together. So we are open to partnerships and we're open to collaborations. Yeah. Okay, thank you very much for the opportunity to any questions, Yoma? No further questions, <laughs> So in the absence of questions, let me let me give you an opportunity to wrap up the show. Thank you very much, uh, Laladi. We do appreciate your time and in a short notice accepting our invitation. We are proud to to have you in our mix and for your contribution to the upliftment of knowledge at a large. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Have a fantastic night ahead. Bye. So thank you very much. This word fantastic is <laughs> I love it. You like the word fantastic. Maybe sometime you share us the <laughs> the genesis of your relationship with the word fantastic. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you very much, Mrs. Olalade. Thank you.